Welcome to Tandem Canon, the gamer trick podcast where co-op plays canon and where you're never gonna get it, never gonna get it, biatch! This is episode 11. All you had to do was follow the fucking train. Where we'll highlight Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, a game that's got it on lock. We are your hosts, Tiffany. And this is Mia. Well, let's go right into the talk from Team Tandem. So, what have you done for gamer homework this week? Uh, yeah. uh, so, <laughs> so, Fallout Shelter, once again, has taken over my existence. It's gotten to a thing now where every day, like when I first get home, I'll be like, okay, let me check my Fallout Shelter crew and spend like maybe 20, 25 minutes. Like, I'll wait for dinner to fix or whatever and... Let me play some Fallout while I'm waiting, while I'm waiting on this to cook. It's become a habit, which is strange. Like, I've never played a game where it's just a habitual thing. It's just part of my day. Just come <laughs> home, take off the bra. Some people will actually, like, you know, feed a fish or go running. You're like, nope, my habitual thing is making sure my people have not died on Fallout Shelter. Yeah, yeah, like, you kind of have to because the game rewards you if you come back to it especially if you, you know, every week you get a lunchbox that you consistently play. So it's just kind of like, okay. Yeah, it's just funny how this whole little game has taken over my existence. Mm -hmm. But I got the chance to play Life is Strange, the first episode. Mm. Um, I got it during PlayStation was having a sale and they actually had it for free because I had the PlayStation Plus. And so I tried it and one of our best friends actually happened to be there with me when I was playing through this. And by the end of it, I could see she's hooked too. And so it was just kind of cool just to make all these different decisions and choices. And you find out that a lot of these will come back to haunt you later. And so I'm like, awesome. Crap. Like, what if I made the wrong choice? I didn't even get to explore this part of the school. Like, what do I need to do? So part of me is like, let me go back and, and just, you know, replay through everything just to see what's going on. What I like about Life is Strange is it kind of reminds me of Remember Me a little bit because you get to go back every mm-hmm. next time and do certain things that adjust what happens in the course of the story and so mm-hmm. you can rewind to certain points and do something differently to prevent a thing from occurring or occurring oh, in a different format which is nice oh that's cool yeah so it has like this nice little marriage of the time remixing from remember me and then mass effect where you have oh your choices affect everything so congratulations and i hope you made the right one so yeah um, me, it'll be like Harry Potter Armageddon for me. Like a, a meteor would hit the school and then people die. And that'll just be episode two. I mean, well, there's a lot that happens just in the first episode and so rich in content. You learn so much about the characters and the story and the setting. And you're kind of like, OK, so what happens? How do we get to this point in the end where, you know, this is going down? And um, yeah, I need to get the rest of the episodes. <laughs> it's already on my wish list for later because I think once things sort of settle down in the fall like I want to pick that back up and um, I've been playing Scribblenauts on the DS I love this game it's so cute (laughs) I like cute things I can't help it but I was not passing judgment just the way you was like it's so cute and I'm like oh look at It's not often where I get to play a game that is just strictly cute. Like, it's just fun. Because what you do is you write in items for the player to use. And so if you're trying to get over an obstacle or you're trying to to reach a certain point, you can use a variety of different things that you can write in items. So if you want to use a trampoline, you just write in trampoline and poof, it appears in the game. 
It's really neat. The only thing is, like, you get a cap on the number of of items you can use in that world or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be a little bit creative. But it's so fun. It's so cool. And I'm I'm at a part where I'm like, I can't think. And so I have to kind of have my mental energy up. You get points if you don't use weapons or if you don't use something, like, completely obvious. The more clever you are in the items you use, the more points you get, which is nice. So I like that. I've been replaying GTA 5. I've been watching a lot of Let's Plays on GTA lately. Kind yes. of a, a time filler. I got to the point where I have Trevor in my crew and I've done a couple of his missions now and I still am having trouble trying to rationalize this character. I found out that the way I play with each character, it just depends on the person. So with Franklin, I play with him a different way. I tend to follow the law a little bit more and with Michael, I just do whatever the hell I want. And Trevor, mm-hmm. Trevor is a free-for-all. That's where I'm just like, let's just do crazy shit. First mission out the gate, he's practically stomping on the face of someone you knew in yes. GTA Pass. And then, you, all right, he's a wild card. Let's, let's just go ahead and along with this. So, it's like, you from Jump, you know what Trevor's about. There's no calm missions there. And, like, even when you go and choose him a new haircut, I'm still just like, no, you still have to look trashy to me. I don't know. <laughs> you still have to look deranged. Where's your Doc Brown hairstyle? We need some of that. Great God, we need some of that shit here. Because you're fucking nuts. <laughs> I left Trevor, like, surprisingly, I left him the way he was. The only thing is, I've kind of upgraded his wardrobe a little bit so he doesn't look like he's been rolling around his own shit for, like, the last four or five days. But, yeah. Yeah. So that's been going well. This It's kind of interesting going back and replaying the game and stuff. And then, last but certainly not least, I've been playing Overwatch because I tried it out the free Overwatch weekend that they had open for PlayStation. And and I am addicted. Like, my mom got it for me for my birthday, and I've been playing mostly against AI characters with other people and learning, like, which character fits my style and who would be a great fit for me. And, man, I've had so much fun with this, and yeah, it's been fun. I'll just say that. So, it's been fun. That sounds fun. I'm kind of so jelly, but eventually get on to that, since I didn't really get to enjoy Overwatch on the free weekend as much as I could, because just my internet was just not working with me, and I just kept glitching out for some strange reason but it seemed fun in just the training phase yeah (laughs) yeah and we will play there. together. We'll, we'll have to play together because I think part of the issue is just kind of learning the maps a little bit and getting used to what each character does because they all play differently. And that's right. a big challenge, too. And you have people that have been playing since the beta came out months and months ago. So there are people that are like level 46 and level 50. And here I am just kind of like, hi, I'm just here. To die? Yeah, Help please don't yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> I think once you figure out what works for you, that has made all the difference. Because so far, people I've played the most with are Farah and May. All right, we got boss-ass female characters. Let's see what they can do. With Farah, I like to take a point up high somewhere where I can see everything. And she has a rocket launcher, so that's, yeah, shutting down groups of enemies all at once. And then May is more of a defensive character. So she has this ice wall that she can use to block enemies in it provides like a couple of seconds of a delay. I've been using her to funnel in people, enemies to a certain location so they all have to group up at once and it's easier for my team to take the rest of them out. So, yeah, it's just trying to figure out, like, what works for each person, so. Well, I'm glad that they have, like, a different variety of characters so that everyone can have their own 
versions. Or if you're an overachiever, which I know like a lot of people are, we'll practically like go through every character and get their feel of all that. But I am glad that there is different characters for everybody mm-hmm. out there. So yeah. I think that's fair. Well, speaking of which, what was your take on Overwatch? Because I know you did that for your game of homework as well, right? Yeah, a part of it. Like I was kind of alluding to the beginning, by the time that we had found out that Overwatch was going on for free, it was Sunday by the time I was able to download. But I guess with my slower internet connection here and everything else, I wasn't able to really get into Overwatch that much. Because I believe by the time I was starting to play, it was still trying to finish downloading, I guess, some back files. And so by the time I was trying to play it, just doing the training mode, I was glitching out so bad for my character was going backwards. And like when I was trying to initiate doing the arms training, build your gun and aim at the target, it would never start. And I would just stand there in the circle and they'll keep, please stand in the circle. I'm like, I am. I'm <laughs> jumping in the circle. I'm doing cartwheels in the circle. What more do you want me to do? But eventually I went into the, just into the training field where you have the robots, your training practice. Mm-hmm. And I had the main character girl, glasses, spiky hair. Oh, Tracer. Almost. Thank you. So I had her and of course she's a zipliner to me like so she goes everywhere but for some reason it kept glitching every time I'll push her power and then she'll go off a cliff so I'm like yeah this isn't working for me and so I guess it was just for that for the files just downloading at the same time and it wasn't complete that I didn't really get to enjoy the full experience and of course by the time it was finishing download the trial was over that Monday early Monday morning so I didn't really get to enjoy it that much but hopefully in the next coming couple months or so at least before christmas i'll be able to give it a try or at least go over to mia's house and like give it a try out of yeah. before i get into that because i know usually games like this isn't my cup of tea but i guess it goes back into you know since there's a character for everyone to try for your strengths and your weaknesses and everything else maybe that'll be Mm-hmm. will make the game better. And the cool thing, what I like about this one, because it is a multiplayer co-op game, I mean, you're essentially working with the rest of your team. And right. so if you work together with the team, once you figure out what your character strength is and you know how to play them, then it helps make the whole team dynamic better because then you can focus on what you do best and not try to cover everyone else. And, you know, everyone else has more experience, so they already know what they need to do. It's just trying right. to figure out, okay, what is my role? in the team dynamic not just let me go run and gun and kill people because I found out that doesn't work for me depending on what character like Farrah does not do well in close quarter combat even though she has a rocket launcher it's slow so it's like well maybe I would be better if I kind of took point somewhere out of the line of fire but I was mm-hmm. still able to kind of get at the team so but it's neat because you get people working together for the same cause and it yeah that can mean life or death for your team so mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting so what else have you been playing well I've finally gotten back onto my fallout grind and so I am at 96.5 completion I am pretty close and I'm to the point where I've already decided who I wanted to leave the golden path and I chose Amita to lead but apparently what I've seen online it doesn't really matter who you choose because you can choose one thing everyone is still corrupt so it doesn't matter who you choose so you're Um, screwed regardless you're screwed regardless and it seems like and it seems like even, like, when you finish the game, you still restart at that crucial point where you choose, apparently. So you still go off of that. And you can either choose between Sabal, Amita. Um, you can either, spoiler alert, you can kill all of them if you chose to at one point. So I'm like, you know what? I don't like any of y'all, so... <laughs> I'm like, wow. 
that, but I don't know. Like, I know a lot of people have left pagan men alive because for some reason they say they just liked him because he is a comical dude for, you know, for a mass murderer. And, um... And I guess also maybe there's a twist to where, like, he's actually the best out of three evils, I guess. I don't know, but I'm like, everyone seems like an asshole here. And poor AJ, he just seems like a glutton for punishment. He's just one of those, okay, I'll help. Where's your backbone? <laughs> it just seems like you're just dragged in to do everyone else's dirty work. Like, what have y'all been doing for the last 20 years in this country? And so I've been doing that, and I hope to be completed one of these days hopefully before halloween comes around also i've been playing fallout shelter of course but i'm getting to the point where i can only send my people out for missions a little bit at a time not full force like before because now a lot of the missions are gotten up to the harder stage for level 40 plus and on fallout shelter you can only have a level 50 and Mm -hmm. so a lot of my characters are barely skimming I only have like maybe three people above level 40 and it's to the point where you have to have a certain point of gun I believe so yeah gun has to be a certain power you have to have certain skill levels to go on these missions yeah. and then you have to be a certain level and so I'm up here trying to train my older people to go into the strength room and the charisma room and everything else but what I also learned is that when you're a level one you learn faster when you're like a level 40 it takes you a while so oh. my poor older people are just like I can't grasp it it's like you know an ADO trying to like go back to school and do algebra <laughs> <laughs> My brain hurts. And so, it's so, I feel so sad for them. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're my only 40 plus person I got. And right. you're the one who has the cool tech suit on. So, I'm sorry, you're volunteer this tribute. Sorry about you. So, I'm trying to get them leveled up to go and do that. But I've kind of done like a whole plethora of people that I don't really have a place for them and I haven't really built on since I've already maxed my 200 people. Mm-hmm. So I have like a whole bunch of people who have just been going around and just getting trained all the time. So I wonder if you get a special achievement for having all your people fulfill all their specials and they're all trained. So I have people just training themselves up so they can go and do everything around so there. Survive the so, zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. But I also did learn that if you have like a baby and you're at your 200 level limit or person limit, the person will remain pregnant until you get rid of somebody Mm -hmm. wow that's cruel wow Mm -hmm. wow so like when it's 200 limit it is 200 limits you'll have to kick out somebody who's probably like lower level so i had to kick out somebody to make room for that but they were in my storage unit where i didn't have any room for them but i'm like i'm so sorry i feel so bad when i kick them out because they're just like it's not too late to like take me back sorry i just have no room for you yeah i apologize but moving on from there so i'm waiting for that mario run game to be available in the app store there's another game i saw that was gotten pretty good reviews so far called oz the broken kingdom mm-hmm. now if you haven't heard of this i'm not sure if it's on android but i think it should be that it's a turn-based combat game and you are this girl called ophelia shen and she comes to oz apparently of course every time you come to oz something's always fucked up in something always has to be fixed on these missions and you're with you know the scarecrow the lion and the tin man and you go and battle and do turn-based combat but you're not together so it's not quite like final fans you're by yourself but you level up and you have different skill points and it's kind of like elder scroll legends to where you have different skill points and once you get hit you get extra points and you have to use them a lot to the point in order for you to use certain powers and so it does that it's pretty neat so it kind of reminds me of a card game 
because you have your different powers and you can take them off the table or you can swap out which powers you want to use. You can battle people in the arena and you can level up the powers. Mostly it's just a storyboard mission, but battle by yourself against the horde when you go through story mode missions. You don't battle with everybody. It's kind of funny. They showed that, that you can battle Mm -hmm. with all four of them but i have yet to see that so maybe it'd be something down the road i'm only on the level three version of that but so far it's interesting i've really been addicted to it so hmm, cool it's really cool so are you ready to level up let's do it let's level up we have arrived all right Okay, so for today's Tandem Topic Tea Time, we are discussing GTA San Andreas and why it is a game that is so on point. Tiffany, mm-hmm. you want to lead us off. Why was this game so groundbreaking? Why did we pick this game? Well, I know this game in particular out of the entire catalog of GTA games, this has been the precedent. This has been the top. This has been the everything for a lot of people. This has been on the top of everyone's list, mm-hmm. or mostly everyone's list. I know that, for one, a lot of time it was just the story and the dynamic characters that came along with this, especially, like, for CJ. Oh, my gosh, CJ has been that strong anti-hero that I know we've seen in GTA past, but never fleshed out this way mm-hmm. before. Especially, like, I know that Vice City came out two years before, and Tommy was fine. But, like, it seemed like with CJ's story, it just took a whole different level. Especially now you got more invested in his story. Yeah. Um, You gave a damn and about what happened to him, why he ran away from Los Santos, why he came back because it's his mom. He ran away because, you know, he accidentally was involved his his younger brother dying it's kind of like what we had talked about before regarding rockstar games especially Mm -hmm. that these characters come from such rough backgrounds you know they're not really the best they're not knights in shining armor but at the same time you can feel sympathy for them a lot especially when it comes to cj you were so concerned about the story even though he's far from pure and everything else but you're still invested about what happens to him and his character even though he does still a whole bunch of freaking bad things in this story mode but it's with purpose. Yeah. And you're still for it. You're, it's still with purpose. Is there anything else that you think was so compelling about DJ in particular? Well, for me, it was very incredible for um, for there to be a black character that is so well-rounded and well-written. Like, it wasn't just a stereotypical, oh, I'm a gangster, I'm a thug, I come from the projects, like, this is my home life. Like, he mm-hmm. was very nuanced. He didn't want to live that life. That's not the life he wanted. And right. he wanted something different for himself. And so when he comes back to San Andreas, he, you know, it's not even two minutes before he gets stopped by the police and Tenpenny, of all people, mm-hmm. start harassing him. And then he comes back to his old neighborhood and people are picking on him about leaving and, you know, wanting to do better with his life. And all throughout the whole game, it's just, oh, you think you're better than everyone and you forgot where you came from. You forgot that you're hood. And she's and like, mostly from sweet. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, blood. He's, He's like, blood. 
from the gate, he was up there talking smack. I'm like, you know what? I can get on this plane and go right back right. to Liberty City. You know, no qualms about that. Right. Uh, he was just a strong character because, like, yeah, he did bad things, but you understood why he did it. It was part of trying to keep his family together, trying to keep his identity together, and those ties that he tried to leave, they came back to catch up with him. And so it's this delicate balance of, okay, what do I need to do to keep my family together and to keep us together? and my neighborhood you know all of that while still wanting better for me and my family and myself how do I balance the two of those things so trying to struggle with okay I want to have a better life but still grappling with the reality that things are not so great for his family and Mm -hmm. his neighborhood in general things are falling apart the influence is falling so trying to get to those things and all because of people who want us to follow a fucking train <laughs> who's a fucking turncoat oh, having to deal with that constantly at your back because right. like you have a writer who's a dumbass and then who's like also a traitor and then you have smoke who's a traitor and then you have your brother in your corner up there just constantly talking shit yet yet like you know there's one mission where you have to go and save his ass and so i'm like i'm gonna weave you right and and so you understand why carl left you understand why he's so annoyed with his family because it's like they can't keep him out of his mouth but yet they want to come to him for help and stuff like that and i like the fact that with gta san andreas i think this is like one of the first times where you get to see a main character have a family and have personal close ties so it makes what he's doing much more involved and much more invested because he has a personal stake in this if he doesn't help out with trying to keep the ballers out of his neighborhood his you know his sister might end up dead or his brother might end up dead his friends you know so there's a personal investment in what he's doing he's not just bad just for the sake of bad and i wouldn't even say that he's a bad person really he's just trying to deal with all this shit and then with tenpenny trying to frame him for stuff and basically frame him for breathing yeah lock him into a life of crime like he can't get a break and so you understand why he does what he does it's not just running around just being crazy and and stuff like that like trevor he has an actual purpose for what he does so (laughs) and crazy and like (laughs) rockstar thank you for actually making a black character that could swim like (laughs) serious doesn't seem like but, but you know with a lot of like the negative stereotypes about black people and yeah you do have the stereotypical characters and stuff like that but in san andreas even still everybody is so well-rounded to a certain extent like you didn't understand why sweet feels that sort of animosity towards cj because through his eyes he sees cj as a coward for running away and responsible for all these problems but at the same time it's like i gotta make my hustle somehow and this right. is what i know so yeah it's like this is what i gotta do but i like that you know rockstar took a character who happened to be black and gave him all sorts of nuanced characterization and then had a family that he could relate to had a family that he could stand up for and whatnot and i think that made it much better for us but yeah well it's like it definitely gave a little bit more of layers now i'll just say like a little confession i did not play i played by c a little bit when mm-hmm. my brother had it so i just i played through san andreas and then i went back and played vice city but then like i got into a cop chase and then i thought i could escape by going into the water did not realize tommy could not swim it's like, what kind of shit is this? 
<laughs> so after that, I'm like, I can't play this game right now because I'm so used to, like, you know, swimming and try to deal with my problems that way. But I guess it's like, to me, when it comes to Tommy being in Vice City, it just seems like he was just vacationing. He was just visiting there. For CJ, this is a homecoming. This is this is a place where he had previously invested his time, had grown up here. These are brother and sister that he had grown up with. This is all his hood. And so, so it was nice to know that even though we weren't associated with it before, that nucleus was already there, even though the nucleus was already fractured by the time right. he gets back. Right. But it's nice to see that there was always some kind of drama by the time you step into that of just the family dynamics, the friend dynamics, and then eventually the partners and everything else as everything grows bigger and he starts to explore the world a lot. So I think that was a lot better. I like that even though we had someone as grounded and as down to earth as CJ, you still had those ridiculous characters like OG oh, Lowe. Yes. And... <laughs> Oh, she looks just ridiculous. I'm like, uh. And, and Ryder, the easy E knockoff. And <laughs> he was an easy D knockoff. He was an easy E knockoff. Okay. <laughs> he was a dumb street in his six months. <laughs> I was like, did, did, did Rockstar pay, pay any um uh, royalties for this? Because I'm sure little easy E was up there with his hand out. Like, well, if he could have had his hand out, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like 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 the son, like Easy E's son, little Easy, right. I think. And he was like, You part of my father's Jerry Girl. I mean, like, serious. The OG oh. Lokes attempt to get a career and oh, you know, rapping oh. in the burger shot and sending CJ on all these missions and I'm like, Oh my gosh, y'all are so ridiculous but mm-hmm. you know, it's part of the charm that makes GTA San Andreas what it is and part of what makes Rockstar what it is. And then of course, you know, you have the, the radio Oh man. The last one. Oh, like, San Andreas was the first time I ever listened to like a full on country station. And it's like really for Maybell. She was on some serious shit, but the songs were pretty cool. But like just the drama that they get into about making her son a castrado, I'm like, what the yes. fuck what? <laughs> like, why would you do that? And it, no one's arrested her, but I forget. This is GTA. This is satire pretty bad and the craziest thing ever that was the first time i ever gotten entertained by there and of course the commercials for for cluck and bell. bell i downloaded that shit i loved it i loved the cluck and bell commercials and i just like walking into cluck and bell where dudes up there hating life i hope you choke a doodle do i'm like well fuck you i'm just here for my combo mill sorry you work at this nasty ass place at least you don't work at Burger Shot. Yeah. San Andreas felt like a real place. Yeah, you had, you know, the pedestrians that had little sound bites. You had stores that you could go into. But also, San Andreas did a really good job of establishing a real setting. Like, you felt like you were in 1992, and you saw the cross colors pedestrians dressed in in cross colors and the fashions and the type of language that they were using and you saw like the cops regularly get into it with the gang members even if they weren't your gang and so it felt like it was really indicative of the time with the LA riots and all that and just the reality of even gangsters they're still trying to get that money they're still trying to get that nice house and the fancy cars and all that so I don't know I felt like it did a really good job of setting the place and it made it feel distinctive from liberty city and from vice city it had something distinctive 
all its own. I don't know. What did you think? So I think it was about the same because I know that from Vice City to San Andreas, we were marching through decades. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was just that time for 90s to shine. But I guess it was just that prime. Apart from the 90s, you had your gangster rap, you had grunge, and mm-hmm. you had, there was just so much mm-hmm. turmoil already there in the game. So it was a good time to revisit, especially since a lot of us by that time was in high school or in college. Ten years had passed by then so it's kind of like a good thing to go back in the time and to revisit the music like oh man i remember this i mm-hmm. remember we used to wear that we used to do these things that well apart from killing people i hope not but um a decade that a lot of us have such genuine nostalgia for mm-hmm. they did well by the decade and did it justice i believe yeah even with all and all the race drama and everything else it's still a dynamic story but even though it was still ingrained in the story it wasn't all there was cj struggled i'll be drinking myself sprunk to death um not to just stay alive i mean <laughs> and stay in shape yeah and- that Ron, was, yeah, that was cool because that I think that was one of the elements that changed that you can actually work on his fitness, his customization, and everything else. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it just also just spoke to a lot of people because even though people might not have lived at LA in those times, just different things just spoke to different people. It kind of made people aware firsthand of what things were going down at that time because, like, you know, you had the gang wars that you had to fight for turf, so every time you guys gained territory, every now and then, oh, there's a gang fight, you need to go back and defend your turf, and or you'd walk into the wrong neighborhood and people would mm-hmm. just start attacking you. There were a couple points where Caesar's gang like, I would walk into their neighborhoods. I was like, either, I can't remember what I was doing. And they were like, hey, S.A., who are you? What are you doing here? And I'm like, well, shit. Uh, I gotta go. Nope. It's time to go. It's time to go. Nope. I don't have my posse. I don't have my posse yeah. yet. And they had, like, all the, you know, the dancing mini games, and you could outfit your cars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And those were all new features that they did differently from the previous games, which mm-hmm. I think that was good because it gave you lots of different activities to do. So even if you didn't want to really stick to the story missions, there were other things that you could do. And uh, San Andreas is just so damn big, just with... You know, it's kind of weird when you play GTA Five. Mm-hmm. you know, this new and improved Will Santos in comparison to what we play that's supposed to be like 20 years before yeah and it's very odd because i'm like a lot of the places that i'm like i don't remember this because it, a lot of times of course it doesn't exist and of course development happens and mm-hmm. lord knows what else but i'm so used playing in the gta san andreas world it's so weird when you actually do see what development has done or what time in general does you march forwards but it waits for nobody mm-hmm. so so i guess it's just weird when you do have that element of a game that in the same location things are different it's not not what you remember but i kind of do wish that you do have that character that still stayed fast in time that you can still visit you just have like snapshot of people on occasion from either games past or whatever but you don't really get to johnny's not really a good example because you don't really get to talk to johnny rest in peace more like rest in pieces oh oh and so too soon too soon and i guess what made this groundbreaking specifically for us is this is the first game where we started doing kind of a tag team sort of co-op where even though there was a, a co-op mode it was kind of limited in scope where you couldn't really go that far there's not really a lot that you could really do 
do, but it did have a, a co-op mode per se. But we were like, let's play through the whole game. Just play it together and see what happens. And it turned out to be like our first bonding experience. It was mm-hmm. really cool. <laughs> because GTA was one of the first games outside of any Final Fantasy series that by the time San Andreas came about, this was the first time that you can actually play a game for a long-ass time in the GTA series. I mean, it's seemed like we played that game for months yeah of course you know apart from when we can come over i can come to your house to play but it's like it just took so long because i know like a lot of times the missions took forever i know time with that helicopter toy mission that <sighs> mission can just go oh uh, what's rock. his name here's that and i'm like okay da, 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 da. and a lot of things that Mia could do that I couldn't do. Like, you could do the the biking stuff because you can pedal, but I suck at that. I'm slow when it comes to that, but I can drive pretty good. So, oh, man. But even though we couldn't play both at the same time, it was still the same experience, I guess, because the game is also so scenic and so yeah. intensive. It's almost like you're watching an interactive movie. We still enjoyed it just as much, even if one of us wasn't playing. It was still fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were still cheering each other on and everything <laughs> else. One of us could be, like, the eyes and ears for other parts that maybe you couldn't see or you were focused on driving you're like okay watch out for that tree on the left or whatever (laughs) sorry george yeah (laughs) (laughs) and so it was a good way for us to like really bond in that sort of segue way it kind of moved us into other actual co-op games where like let's play together let's we had a lot of fun doing this let's play together and see what we can Mm -hmm. find and here we are so yeah on that note what did you like most about this game what did you take away from it from the experience with playing gta san andreas that still resonates with you like even today everything alex for 200 Okay, but for real, it's one of those things that sets into your mind. I love the story mode. That was the first really intense, involved story mode I remember playing, especially for a PS2 game. For at least a GTA, a Rockstar standard, this was the first Rockstar game I really got invested in, especially completed. Because, you know, Rockstar games can be a little hard as hell. So, like, this was the first one I think I achieved I think with Mia, so so I'm like that was a great thing, and like all the side missions was great and fun, and all the customization, everything you can do is just so intensive. Mm-hmm. I just loved all of it. I love that you get your money's worth with the game. However, it was worth back in the day. Great for the money that you do show out for it, so it was worth every single penny of it. Mm-hmm. And of course, CJ is such a standout character. I know there's like been great protagonists when it comes to GTA games. CJ just seems to stand out the most because he had the most struggle i'll think of all of them and especially his story which is so ingraining black character to finally have more of a is more positive than a lot of characters of color so i'm proud that rockstar did not make him someone that by the time you finish the game you absolutely hate him or for any of his choices like it seems like like by the time the end is done you feel proud of the choices you make with this character and you feel that this character has made it to a good place where when you by the time you leave him you feel fine leaving him there there's no he's in a good place he's finally verified as a good character yeah i guess for me then i have to agree with you like the story is just amazing what happens to cj and you finding out his backstory and what happened with his family and trying to make amends and branching out 
with his family, trying to connect with them again. That was a really good move. The world of San Andreas is just so huge. CJ and his characterization with San Andreas, it gave us an example of what it looks like when you actually create a well-rounded person of color, especially a black man who, you know, they're often just whittled down to a bunch of weird little stereotypes and they're a caricature of what a real person is. The fact that they made him human and they had a comical spin on certain things, but at the core of it, he was a person who just happened to be black, who happened to live in all these different circumstances. And it's very rare to see a character like him be written that well and still be considered human. So I like that a lot. So he was done justice. Agreed. Yes, this is how you do okay, things right. I can't even, I'm glad that CJ got the recognition, especially after the game came out, mm-hmm. of everything they need. But I did find out a cool fun fact before we wrap up the topic. Yeah. For, you know, like how when CJ is idle, he'll just say a whole bunch of random shit. <laughs> yes, I love that. I yes. Love I learned that apparently they recorded a thousand phrases. I don't know. But apparently they had recorded all this stuff to go at random. Little nuances like that make a game distinct because it's not repetitive in any way. It breathes in new life. And we probably hadn't even heard it all. And right. we played it for a long time. Right. It was one of the funny parts where like we would just leave it on idle and all of a sudden you just hear never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Like, Wait, did he just, just start cracking up laughing? So it's just things just add a touch of character and something distinctive and so Shall we move on to the Wheel of Random Tandem? Let's spin the bitch. Spin it. We're going to spin it. Today's topic is favorite shout-outs. So we're going to do our pre-Christmas wish list because we're getting to that time, folks. It uh, sure is. October is almost here. The holidays are going to be here before we know it, and it's going to be time to start doing that budget. So, Tiff, what is on your wish list? What do you want for this? Man, what is not on my wish list? Serious <laughs> talk. And, like, some of it, I'm sharing it a little bit with you. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little crossover. But here's my main 3.5. Okay, that Rise of the Tomb Raider, that's supposed to be coming out in October. I don't know if I'm going to get it until Christmas. I know that's been the one game that I was going to pay for, but of course, since since Battlefront has ruined a lot of people for paying for shit up front, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of waiting until Christmas, so I have not put any money down. I don't think I've put down money for any game this year because I'm just like I'm just taking a break and just playing catch up with a lot of the games that I've already bought between all 1500 million of my systems I'm straight (laughs) and so I have that and then I also have Uncharted 4 which my coworker told me he'll let me borrow the game. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm of the mind where I'm like, I want to have a no copy of right. the game. So I might not take it up for him. But he was the one who got me to play Uncharted the first time he let me borrow it. So, but I'm like, Uncharted 4, I think definitely will be a part of my collection. So, cool. Overwatch, which we discussed for various reasons. Yes. And the one thing I'm going to like kind of share with you before I hand it off. Mm-hmm. Mafia motherfucking three. Girl, yes! Oh my god. Like, every time, like, I'm watching YouTube, they've been playing the small little blurb for Mafia three before my video starts. So I'm like, stop reminding me why I ain't got money. <laughs> stop doing that. It's like, I hate you right now because I can't afford to go get you. That's probably going to be my double Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'm going to ask for those trilogy of games and maybe, I think Overwatch I'll probably already get before Christmas. Yay, so We can be buddies. What about you? So that Mafia 3 though, I have to agree with you. <laughs> that Mafia 3, 
Hold up, we got we gotta have we gotta have a war session because damn it, <laughs> so awesome. Just I mean I don't have enough words to say about it. Like I've already discussed like the music and the open world setting and the the variety of the whole territory. Like you have your bayou area, your industrial area, the French Quarter, and and from what I've seen with the gameplay, I've been watching some of outside Xbox's gameplay videos on Mafia Three, and it just looks so fun just to play around with. You can play however you want to stealthy or or just ball to the walls but the only thing you have to be conscious of and this is probably something that we probably should talk about as a topic but you are a black man in the 1960s and so that means there's going to be a lot of places that you can't go or you can go but you might be considered trespassing they'll call the police on you real quick so i need like a filler real quick mm -hmm. like is he coming home from the Vietnam War? Yeah, I think Vietnam. Oh, and veterans were treated pretty badly then, too. Yeah, and so being, you know, Yay. black in the 1960s and a Vietnam vet, on top of that, things are not going to be looking so great for him. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic. And I think it'll be interesting, particularly for, like, white young players, just to see kind of, like, this is what it was like for black people. We weren't accepted everywhere, and, and we could... America was not great for everybody. America's still not great for everybody, but... from <laughs> <laughs> what we've seen. Um, but I, I think that'll be an interesting dynamic, and I'm, I'm interested to see how how the whole racial dynamic plays out in the game and, and what it does to his experience. So that'll be interesting. And then Final Fantasy 15, they pushed it back to, like, late November so I'm looking forward to that but it looks so pretty and so stylish I'm like oh you get to roll with a crew like yay it's gonna be awesome that's what I always like about Final Fantasy is that practically no matter what you are gonna have your crew going awesome. I'm like yeah I did not get that one but I know my husband has put it on reserved already he's like I'm gonna go and get on this Final Fantasy grind right here yeah. I'm like well, when you're done, I'm excited about that. That's been on my wish list for a minute. And I'm hoping that with the delays, hopefully that means that they're really focusing on making this a good, a really wonderful product. Because I've heard mixed reviews about the last couple of Final Fantasy games, as pretty yeah. as they are. I've heard some different things. So hopefully this will be a good experience and, and it's worth the delay. Because, yeah, it's always kind of like a weird sign. Like, oh, God, it's getting pushed back again. But I'd rather have a delayed game that was really excellent rather than a mediocre game full of bugs. So, you know, take that what you will. And then... Um, take, that, take that list and Ubisoft. Right. Just. And then uh, Rocket League, that's been on my radar for a minute. I've seen people play it at QuakeCon and at uh, Let's Play. And it just looks like so much fun. Just, you know, driving around toy cars, pushing this big-ass soccer ball. It's a fun game to kind of get people who are not really big into gaming it's something that you could do together and it, it looks like a fun activity so that's one that i'm like you know what you know if i see it on sale i'm gonna try and pick that one up if possible and yeah so that's well, that my fun. wish list so we'll see what happens this fall so let's see do we have any final thoughts y'all need to hit up this website though <laughs> it's and please come to all our social stuff where we twitch tubes and tumblers mm -hmm. and then of course we have our upcoming conventions we have one at anime north texas in november in fort worth so if you're going to be uh hanging around you might see us we'll be wearing our wonderful tandem and t-shirts and yeah so come stop by come see us we'll be wandering around and, and getting into all the anime feels and then pack south in january that's gonna be awesome 
so excited. Which is going to be super sweet and awesome. Sweet awesome. It's going to be the best. All the sweets and all the awesome. Yes. So we'll give you updates on that, see how everything, you know, was, and give special shout-outs. Speaking of which, what shout-outs do you have for this week, Tiff? It's been a minute. Well, let's give some shout-outs, too, on the tubes. Kevin Bradley, who we just met at our nerd group off to the side. He's <laughs> so awesome. We've also wanted to do, like, a special shout-out to Spidercraft, or Spidercraft, really, and John Dillinger for commenting. Thank you for commenting and subscribing. Thank you all. First, before I move on to Tumblr, I wanted to talk about Kevin Bradley because he does. He is also a game podcaster. I think it's Twiatch. Twiatch. And we're sorry if we butchered, butchered that. that totally. No. Um, <laughs> but he also runs a gaming podcast and he also has YouTube plays and stuff like that. So definitely go check him out. He's a fellow gamer, fellow nerd. We're part of the same. Very group. passionate, yeah. too. Very passionate and very yeah. awesome. Like, he has a wonderful... He's just he's just so cool. But we met him through the Harry Potter DFW meetup group and he's he's yes. the best. So yeah, go definitely check him out. And and let me repeat that it's Wyoch T W I O C H which is an acronym for this week in our collective head. So yeah. please go and check them out. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. And then Tumblr. Holy shit. Tumblr, y'all have been representing this oh. week. So some backstory here. Yes, please. A couple weeks ago, I made a post about James Vega, who is a character from Mass Effect 3. If you play through the trilogy, you play Mass Effect 3, you kind of know James is not considered the best character in the trilogy. He's often referred to as a meat shield among players. And so I was like, you know what? I had seen the Mass Effect movie Paragon Lost a couple months back. And I was like, you know what? I really want to talk about this. Tiffany hasn't played Mass Effect, so I was like, I, I don't want to really spoil it for her or anything like that but mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about Paragon Lost and what I took away from it because it's very important in terms of James's character development because if you play Mass Effect 3 you will notice that the character development there is minimal to say the least. The post blew up on Tumblr and people have been reblogging and responding in droves like I think last time I checked, it had like 580 notes or likes or whatever. And I have to give some special shout outs to some of the people that commented because y'all just, oh my God, I love y'all. So shout out Mm -hmm. especially to Vorcha Girl. She really did, uh, I'm assuming it's a girl. I'm sorry if it's not, but she did a really wonderful response to the post and everything and actually added on additional things about the comics and how they flesh out his character and why James is a good character in spite of what happened with me 3 and so she was she did amazing and then there's barton boys and i'm sorry if i'm messing up these names jill rania i believe and her snarky response to a commenter who um <laughs> decided to hate on the post and hate on james and didn't really provide a lot of good detailed information to yeah little farness comment i appreciate that and then wolverine chan six stars jules hawk they all did amazing stuff too and um, GD Katen Siri. I don't know if I'm reading that right. It's always weird with usernames. But so yeah, that's it. Thank you to the universe for being so awesome. And <laughs> thank you guys for um, waiting out our short hiatus. We had a couple of things go on with life and and all that. So we appreciate you guys sticking around and hanging out with our goofy selves. So. Yes, and we do promise to come back well rested and ready and rearing to go. Mm-hmm. So, it's always sad saying goodbye. But until next time, you stay awesome, stay safe, and stay game-tastic. Bye. Bye. Stay out of trouble. <laughs>